Welcome to NetFront Presence. I'm Jeff Gordon of the Post-Dispatch, joined this time around by Tom Timmerman, beat reporter for the Post-Dispatch on the St. Louis Blues. And uh, Tom, yeah. uh, it mm-hmm. appears that our, uh, our heroes have, uh, have truly mastered the home ice advantage, something that they, even last year they didn't do until the end of the regular season. But boy, oh boy, what a, they start off this homestand just by taking care of business four, four times in a row. Very impressive. Yeah, the the games haven't been particularly close. I mean, they they're running up, they're scoring goals, or denying goals, or keeping the puck. They are they are playing uh, kind of prototypical Blues hockey here. And and what makes it stand out even more is that on the last road trip they were on, they did not play prototypical Blues hockey. They it was three very unspectacular games on that trip. And then they came home and said, yeah, we we got to fix things," and they did. And, um, you know, and they just have played the way they're supposed to play and it has worked the way it's supposed to work. And they've just gone out there and and uh, and really been in control in these. Yeah. Games. And when the chief, you know, makes a point to you know, mention that, you know, this is just they're doing what they're supposed to do. Really, they got away from it a little bit on the road trip. They've had a few glitches this year. But if you look at the total picture, they have really stuck to the script and been uh, really even in some of their losses. They had good stretches, but, you know, they've. <laughs> What they've done here lately is just, it's just all like it's automatic. They know exactly what they're doing. And those are the comments you're hearing from the other side. It's just, you know, shift after shift after shift. They're, they're just doing exactly what they're supposed to. And even he's impressed. The Chief's impressed with the, consist- the consistency. Yeah, and I've had out-of-town writers say, well, that's a that's a good team you're covering right there. That that team looks really good. Uh, they do it, you know, and uh, you know, we asked, you know, after, you know, did you guys have to do something after the road trip to turn things around? And it was like, no, we just had to play our game. There were no big drastic overhauls. You know, the the lineup changes are minimal at best, and it's just do what you got to do, and it and it works. I mean, it's you know, I was you know I was talking to Troy Brower yesterday, and he was like, you know, yeah, it stinks that I'm not playing, but on the other hand, uh, we're we're winning games. What's not to like? You yeah. know, so yeah, yeah, I'd love to play, but if we're playing like this. There's no way I'm getting in the game because we're because we're winning every night. Well, and it is just, uh, you know, as as Jaden Schwartz mentioned after the game, it's and you've heard this again and again. It's just, it's it's everybody. It's it's the third line. It's uh, you know Thomas and Bozak, and it's uh, Perron is hot, and then it's mm-hmm. you know you, you look up and you know it, you, you still could get a Barbashev or or a Sunquist, and you just up and down. Guys move around, and and the results from all the lines and and the D men stepping in, and both goaltenders playing well. It's just. You just shrug and say, you know, there's just no one reason why, other than they're to your point, they're just playing what they they're playing their game, they're doing their thing. Yeah, when you look and say, oh, you know, Jacob Della Rose is making contributions. You call Nico Mikola up from the minors and put him in, and he fits in yeah, perfectly. Great. I mean, it's like they, you know, not a step has been missed by inserting Nico Mikola uh, into the lineup. So it's uh, it just it keeps on going. You know, Colton Pareko. Shut down defenseman, top guy on the defense. Hasn't played in, you know, five games, six games now. Has anyone noticed? You know, you've, yeah. you notice because you're not there, but has the team's play dropped off? No. And there's no need to rush him back in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point, Colton's going to say, really, I'm ready. Yeah, no. I can go. 
I'm getting kind of bored over here. Well, they, restless. they finally had to do it with Gunnarsson. And, they, you know, they wondering how long they could get away with saying Gunnarsson was on IR while saying, oh, he's perfectly healthy. And then finally, I think, you know, oh, yeah, I guess if he's healthy, we need to we need to activate him. So uh, take him off the IR. And Just got to make totally sure that he's ready, Tom. Yeah, they, there was no question about it. He's not going to play. He's still going to not be in the lineup, yeah. uh, you know, as long as uh, – as uh, things are going the way they are, but yeah, he's he's uh, he's available. Now talk about that though. How hard it is to maintain it. You know, you, this team got to that level last year. You know, you, you thought okay, there could be uh, the dreaded hangover, the the, the after effect mm-hmm. of the cup. So far, they've they've held the course. It's just really hard to do that. You know, we've talked about it before, and then you, you see again today. Um, you look at the Golden Knights, a team that played out of its mind for a, a year and took a big run under Gerard Gallant, and everybody was on fire, and the, the team played a great style. It's kind of reminiscent of what this team got going last year, all the lines going, it's pressure, it's go, go, go. And then they were they went from really, really amazing to pretty good to just kind of getting by to not, not really mm-hmm. getting by well at all. Mm-hmm. And it just it just ran. I mean, the Gerard Gallant thing just ran out of steam, and that happens all over the league. We've seen it again and again. We've seen it in Nashville. You see it, in, you know, San Jose teams that were uh, right there on the cusp, knocking on the Blues. You know, Montgomery was a different matter in Dallas, but man, it is. It's you really going. It's just you gotta. You gotta. Man, it's hard to do this, and you gotta admire Barube for getting it done. Uh, you do, though. Though you wonder. I mean, I mean, he's the only guy. Currently, who's you know coached a Western Conference champion team and is still with the team. <laughs> I mean, in the last just over a month, we've seen DeBoer and Laviolette and now Gallant, who won the three Western Conference titles before the Blues, all get fired. And so you know, you wonder, hey, it's great, Barubi won a Stanley Cup. You know, you wonder just for any coach, how much how much room do you have to maneuver? Yeah, how, know, long, it, how long before the message or the style or whatever yeah. runs its course? Yeah, and, and he and I mean none of those guys won a Stanley Cup, so they, they get a little shorter window. And and Berube won one, but you wonder, you know, how you know what would it take, you know, if, if the Blues, you know, if the hangover clicks in and they, you know, you know, and don't win the division this year, and who know go out in the first round of the playoffs, and then. Next year isn't good. Then you know, I mean, what's what's the margin for error now for NHL coaches? Oh. It's it is really small. Yeah, I you know, it is such a hard sport to coach just because the max the way the game is played today. You, it, it's a max. It's not a tactical game. For a while, it was a tactical game. If you could teach structure and instill structure, mm. you could. Uh, that was sufficient. You could. You keep every game close. You get your goaltending. You have a chance to win. You have. You run good special teams. Mm. Again, the X's and O's. You got a chance to win. Now you need max effort. You know, full full pressure effort, uh, and be able to withstand full pressure. You know, mm-hmm. coming the other way, and you still need all that structure. You still need the X's mm. and O's. You still need. The discipline, but you got to do it 110 miles an hour every shift because yeah. that's the way the game's played now. Mm-hmm. Not easy to achieve those uh, levels, Tom. No, I mean you got to get. I mean you got to have character guys, and you got to have talented character guys, and keeping that together is. I mean, I mean the general manager has to put together a team with the right components. I, you know, it's 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 a tough it's a tough gig. And the personalities uh, have mm-hmm. to come together. They, yeah. It has to work. Uh, you look around, and sometimes you see just just catastrophe, and uh, and you don't know what happens. Uh, New Jersey being a catastrophe, mm-hmm. you probably blame it all on PK Subban and his cowboy hat and his glamorous <laughs> uh, fiance. But um, 
still probably not all his fault. It's not all Corey mm-hmm. Schneider's fault either. Things just didn't didn't work out. But then you look at you know, Nashville. It's not all Kyle Turris's fault. He kind of died there, and mm-hmm. there was a problem with him and the coach. And the coach is gone, and Turris is still there. And but they're not. Mm-hmm. They're they're still not setting it on fire. Mm-hmm. And and that was a that team was a, a juggernaut a couple of years ago, and made the big commitment to guys. And you look up and you think, now nah, what do you do? Do you start blowing up some of these teams? I mean, look at San Jose. You got. Pretty got a prime age core group of guys there. You mm-hmm. made a coaching change. You're not sure what the next step is on the coaching front. I don't know. What do you do? You blow it up, stay the course. You do move, maybe move some old guys out. Yeah. You know, Thornton and Marlowe probably have to finally go away. But mm-hmm. man, I, yeah. you look at the Western Conference, man, it's it can be fleeting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, within the, within the central division, I mean, who's been coaching longer than. I mean, Berube, it's, it's what, uh, Boudreaux and Paul Maurice, I think, are the guys in the Central that have been there. Yeah, and, and nobody would have picked Boudreaux to still be there, right? No, no, I mean. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, mean he's not going to be the guy. Yeah, and, and when we have this conversation next fall, we'll be saying Paul Maurice has been there longer. Yeah, than because, yeah. Ruby. I, don't I mean, you wonder how survive. much longer yeah, yeah, Boudreaux you know, lasts. It's starting to go the wrong way for yeah. those guys, too. I mean, he, he's been, I mean, Boudreaux, uh, you know, has been on the job 14 months, and he's he's – you know, 17th in the league in seniority Gosh, with the current team. That's insane. And, and he's going to be probably, you know, in the top half by, by the end of the, you know, at least close to the end of the season. Sure. I mean, Boudreaux may last out the season, but unless something changes, you wonder, is yeah, he coming Bill back? Yeah, going to say no. You know, you know, is, is Detroit making a coaching change? Uh, yes. I mean, you yes. Know. <laughs> yes, it will. The so, Red Wings. So, oh. at this oh. point, you got to figure they're going to last out the season if they if they were going to do it, before, unless they think Gerard Gallant is now available and they could, you know, hire him or, you know, Someone thinks, you know, here LaViolette is an answer and wants to snatch him up right away. You know, I know um, Robbie Fabry's enjoyed getting a chance to play a lot and score some points, but what do you think he's thinking now? I mean, they just, after that game against the Isle, oh, mm-hmm. oh, you just get curb stomped by the Islanders, and it's just not, it's going to be a long way between now and mid April for those guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that, man, I tell you, it's, and there's just no mercy out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the the Knights are, are scuffling and the you know Sabres are trying to get going under Ralph Kruger. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's another loss for Las Vegas. That's it for Gallant. Yeah. And, yeah. Man. Yeah. And in Detroit, I mean, there's if there's anybody that's got any trade value, they're going to say, well, we might as well move this guy and, uh, and get a clean slate. I mean, uh, you yeah, build you might, around uh, if you're going to acquire Mike Green, you may want to get a f- all the medical records. Yeah. All the medical records. I don't know what kind of shape he's in, but you're right. I mean, they they're going to be looking to to bail and and meanwhile the the Blues it's just it's almost like pinch me if you're a, a Blues fan. You come to these games, you know, they're drawing huge crowds on on weeknights, mm-hmm. filling up the place. And you know, I mean, it just you know, they'll give up a goal here or there and they just bounce right back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, we're not used to seeing this. No, and they're doing it against good teams. They're doing it against bad teams. I mean, and as you said, you know, it's coming from everywhere. And one night you get Perron, and the next night you get, you know, Bozak or Thomas. I mean, Robert Thomas is looking great. And, and he, you know, he's playing great every night, but you didn't really notice him the other night because other guys were playing great. You know, when the, the fourth line is doing what it's doing, when you're talking about, you know, Strong season for Mackenzie McKeckern. Yeah. You know? I mean, Zach Sanford had a good game. You know, that's always is an attention grabber. We, <laughs> we, we love Zach. and uh, <laughs> He's mixing it up, though. He's getting in there and banging around. Yeah. Winning some battles. Yeah. He's, he's gotten the memo. 
Yeah. You it took know, a while to digest all of it, but he's, yeah. he's now <laughs> yeah. fully aware. I mean, Vince Dunn, since he has moved up to play alongside Petrangelo, has been uh, has been an active force. Yeah, you just go down the list of a couple of these guys. Now, let's start with uh, Jaden Schwartz. I mean, you go back a couple of years ago when he was, you know, arguably the best forward in the league or one of them mm -hmm. for six weeks, mm -hmm. really was rocking. I mean, just was just so quick on pucks, creating mm -hmm. so many, so much havoc. He's back to that right now. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how long he can maintain that pace, but mm -hmm. right now it's just a nightmare playing against him. If you're, a, yeah. you're on the other side and you're trying to get out of your zone or you're trying yeah. to get through the neutral zone. He's, he's taking the puck away from you. I mean, oh. it's just, well, we'll be staying here for a while longer. Yeah. yeah, and you wonder with the way he plays and you know how long it is till one of those pucks that he's – Directing into the net is, you know, is hitting his ankle again, and and you know that's that's the risk you run when you play the way he plays, or when you're going into corners and and hitting hitting guys. It is, you know, sooner or later, I mean, that's you you reduce the margin for error when you play like Jane Schwartz does. And that was the mystery, you know. You know, usually you give a guy, you know, how long it's going to take to get back after an injury, and he came back after that ankle injury when he got hit in Detroit, and the rest of that season. You know, was not good for him. And then you feel okay. The next year, though, he's going to come back. And then last year, the regular season was oh, was frustrating yeah. the whole time. And you would think, you know, six months, whatever, a year, it's going to click in. And, and it didn't click in until the playoffs. And then the playoffs were great. And then this year has been, you know, outstanding. And the the goals he's scoring lately, you know, and and all of his, you know, more than half of his goals are from sixteen feet or in. So I mean, he's. Working in close and, and scoring goals. And talk about the, the, the work that you have to put in for that. You know, here's a guy that's an established mm -hmm. NHLer. He's a, he's a good player. Mm -hmm. He's been established mm -hmm. as a good player. He's getting paid. Uh, he, he's, an, he's a known quantity in the league. But, you know, last year was tough. And the playoffs mm -hmm. were great. But the, the, the all year, it's just, just war on him. So he, he's, he, gets, he just keeps working. You know, how mm -hmm. can I get a goal here or a goal there? Mm -hmm. How can I keep things going offensively? Well, you know, he works at it. Mm -hmm. And you think after a while, a guy gets you know, at his age, he's played a lot of hockey, yeah. that he's a finished product. But, you know, a lot of these guys continue to work on their game. And, and I, it's credit to them individually and maybe to the culture. It is. And, and that's one of the things that Berube talks about and what his teammates talk about is about how much Braden, how much Jaden Schwartz works and that he is just one of the hardest workers on the team. And, um, you know, that stands out. I mean, it's, it's one of the things they notice about Steen is how much he works. And it's what they love about Jaden Schwartz is that he, you know, is constantly working, even when he wasn't scoring goals last year. At least he was working, and now he's getting the reward that he wasn't getting last year. Last year just had to – I mean, it drove everybody crazy, and it had to drive him as crazy as anyone. Now, uh, you mentioned Vince Dunn. First, uh, the irritable side of, of Vince Dunn. <laughs> um, yeah, I wasn't too happy with uh, with uh, Jacob Chuba and uh, expressed that frustration mm -hmm. uh, physically. He got a little edge to his game for an offensive guy. You know, for a guy with a Shattenkirk-like offensive game, he certainly mm -hmm. does not have a Shattenkirk-like attitude. He'll snap where Kevin wasn't going to snap mm -hmm. out there. Uh, Vince done well. Yeah, and, and when they moved him up to play with Petrangelo in this, when they had to juggle bodies, they told him, you need to be more physical. We want you to be more physical. They think he is at his best when he is physical. That brings out elements in his game that make him a better defenseman. So why is he playing physical? Because they told him to be more physical. And, um, you know, it's whether he, you know, didn't have to do that when he was partnered with Bortuzzo, but he's doing it now, and, you know, his – 
potential for scoring is as is as good as ever. And yeah, and the, the end of that Rangers game was something when when he brought the puck up there with nine seconds to go and is going, you know, nine seconds to go in a in a five two game. And he's going to the net. You know, he's driving, and and it's like it's only Vince Dunn. I mean, would do that, and he said, "Well, it's because they had been, you know." doing stupid things. And so if you're going to play there that way, I'm going to play that way and I'm going to try to score with nine seconds yeah. left. So I'm going to go to the net, which, which it you know, did not play. The, it irritated the Rangers. It irritated the Rangers a bit uh, to much to the, to uh, the expense of uh, Jacob Trubu who picked up a fine in the process. But, uh, uh, but <laughs> I was sitting upstairs watching that. And it was like only Vince Dunn. I don't think anyone else on the, on the blues would have, would have reacted that way. They would have skated around. Okay. Let the clock out. And Dunn's like, no. Nope. Here we go. You know, <laughs> I'm going to be a pest. Yeah, and mm. you look at you know the the uh, the thing I marvel at with his offensive game, and, and really it, it starts can start in his own end, can start in the neutral zone. Man, his ability to turn and accelerate, mm-hmm. to get a puck, turn and go, or just to be able to quickly turn to get a puck and go, just the edge work, to be able mm-hmm. to the, the nimble and the speed, the burst, the uh, in a game that's played really fast. Mm-hmm. He really can make he can make a big difference. Uh, Making getting a puck uh, through through a neutral zone, out of the zone, into mm-hmm. the offensive zone, mm-hmm. to the net, whatever. His his ability on his skates to make the tight turns and the, and the quick yeah. burst very impressive. And he and he has a great feel for the game as well. Yeah, you know the you know the Blues like to talk about you know Pareko and how good he is at skating the puck out. But you know Pareko's is is a quick skater and he will get the puck out of ice quickly but if there's traffic and you need to get through bodies that's what you need vince dunn for and and dunn will be the guy that gets it up slaloming through uh, opposing players um like like some forwards do so this uh now you look at a a team that's it's going to be interesting you know i mean at the moment the, the team has gotten healthier at the blue line pareko is going to be back Anderson's waiting to play uh, nico's come up and played very well i mean he'll end up back in the a for the time being but mm-hmm. boy you look around the league and you see teams that are desperate for defense and because of injuries such as toronto or or teams just not having enough on the blue line in, in general the uh, and these guys have uh, really i mean we've talked about in the press box we've talked about it here mm-hmm. on the on the net front presence yeah, you, your top five guys are really good and then now your six and seven are, are, are pretty good too i, I like portuzo's game and and now Nico is a, is a true number seven, I suppose, mm-hmm. at the time. He's real good. And poor mm-hmm. Carl's like truly number eight. He's just going to be the extra guy uh, mm-hmm. until some other people get hurt. But, man, that is impressive. Yeah. You know, uh, you know Mikul, uh, you, know, you have to think it, the Blues have to are going to look at what their defense is going to look like next year. And obviously right now there are variables because you don't know Petrangelo's situation. Does Bo Meester come back? But you got to think now that Mikula's got to figure in your seven for next year. I mean, you just got to. I mean, you can't keep him down the way he's, you know, he he looks, he's NHL ready, and the Blues are treating him that way. You know, right now, when Pareko comes back, Mikola will, will get sent down so that so he plays games, so he's not a scratch. They'll they'll actually probably send him down on Saturday when the NA, when the Blues mm-hmm. take their bye week. They'll send him down so he can get in games while the Blues are done, you know, he might not come back right away because they'll have Gunnarsson and they would rather be scratching Gunnarsson and have Mikula play in the minors if they've got Pareko healthy. But if anything happens, you know, I mean, 
the last two weeks of, you know, if you're Jake Wallman, it's like, well, okay, you know, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I am clearly the next guy now. You know, it was, I got called up before him, but uh, Mikola, and by the way, you know, Nico Mikola, Nico would seem to be, which is his given name. You would think he wouldn't need a nickname because Nico yeah, works great sure. as a nickname. You know, I mean, what it's got all the nickname components. It ends yeah. in an O. I mean, <laughs> it it works. It works great. But it turns out they they call him Meeks in the in the in the room. So it's ah, uh, really they, they they have yeah. So they even though Nico is nickname ready, it's they call him oh. Meeks. I guess there's a rule. You can't. You got to have a guy's got to have a, a distinct uh, separate nickname. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> He uh, anybody I tell you he's earned it. He's earned every bit of that. And you look at him as, as a penalty killer with the the wingspan. He just he just makes good plays with the puck all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, we were talking to Larry Robinson uh, the other day, and uh, and we were talking about how you know the, how he fits the mold as being a classic Blues big guy defenseman. And, and he said, "But you you got to be able to skate." Mm-hmm. And Mikola can do that. He can he can skate. So he can uh, you know that's that's you know would you look at Blues defensemen. Petrangelo, Bowmeister, Pareko, all of them. I mean, they can. They're they're big and long, but they can also skate. Yeah, they've. Uh, it, it just. He's. It, there's not a lot of flash to it. It's just, it's just pretty effortless. It's just that he seems to be there and he seems to win the, the battles. And, and as we've mentioned, you know, he's mm-hmm. going to get stronger. He'll probably mm-hmm. be 20 pounds heavier in two years, and mm-hmm. it'll, it'll be. Uh, it'll be. It'll be strength. It won't just be. You know, um, eating the uh, the per the per diem. <laughs> going to his uh, his uh, waistline he'll be a stronger guy in two years and he's already a, plays a strong game a grown man game which he's mm. he's demonstrated so yeah that's i don't know what they do dealing from that if they even want to go there i mean at some point the expansion draft will make them make a decision on one of the older guys mm. but if you know even a guy like bortuzzo who's played fine i mean he's going to have a hard time keeping a spot i mean ultimately depending on pairings, uh, right, left, all those things, uh, how it plays out. But in, in Bortuzzo's been fine, and he gives you that physical element. Yeah. But, you know, this guy, you know, maybe there's a next level up from, from where Robert's been in his career. Yeah. By the way, I was when I was talking to Larry Robinson, and I noted that what held me back in my career was my inability to skate. <laughs> that, that at 6'4", I, I had yeah, the reach. Had the but reach. I, but, I, but, but the fact that I, I don't skate very well at well, all. You, really you'll nice. remember what the league mm-hmm. was like. Back in the day when guys were the big D men, mm-hmm. not that mobile. Yeah, I mean Larry Robinson was that was he was a freak. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys could not move; they were just big old pylons. And, mm-hmm. and and to that effect, and to that end, I don't know how Roman Polak stays in the game. Yeah, speaking of guys who don't move well, but he does. He knows where to go. He's economical, I guess, and he yeah. knows his limitations. With the with the Blues, did that era of the big defenseman did, did it begin with Pronger? Would he be the starting point? Good of good defense, but I mean, they always had guys. I mean, yeah. geez, yeah, you know, if you want to go Robert Dirk and Charlie Bergeron, some guys that were tall, they just weren't mm-hmm. very good. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, and then of course they did try Housley briefly and before upgrading to McInnes, and um, but yeah, then you you look at the combination of Pronger's play and Quinville's coaching and system mm-hmm. and discipline, and they were they they had some years where they were just. You know, shutdown. Different type of shutdown, though. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the full pressure up and down the ice shutdown. It was more of a sit back shutdown. But man, there was some, when they, when they made Roman Turek look like a world beater until at least the postseason because mm-hmm. they they just didn't allow anything. Yeah. I mean, they were they were and of course they get a lot of that again was Q. Now, as even he's finding out in Florida, the game demands even another level up. Besides mm-hmm. the structure which he's tried to put in there, you also need the the effort and 
and again, that's where the, if you look at the Blues and the and the way they're they're going at it now, um, you could almost see the way as well as Thomas has played. You could almost see like let's say you just say how about Thomas? I don't know how it would work with Bozak and Tarasenko because they're certainly Thomas and Bozak are a pair. But you could almost spread out. You could almost create the three line true three line more so than last year mm-hmm. which kind of became mm-hmm. a three line thing with the fourth line serving more as a three line it's mm-hmm. a third line but you could see the way this thing is going because the combinations are the, the pairings are so good mm-hmm. right now you got three really good pairings without 91 involved mm-hmm. and you get to a man you get to the postseason it's hard to give everybody minutes but imagine the nightmare <laughs> this team could actually be a level up from from last year's team if 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 it all because thomas is a different player yeah. We don't even know what, if Cairo, he'll probably factor in somewhat in the postseason the way Fabry sort of did last year, but he may not factor in much because there's just so much else going on. I mean, there's, at least on paper, there's a chance for this thing to be uh, even more impressive, this, this group. Yeah, and and I I have to, you know, plead guilty to this. I mean, I've been saying, you know, how long can this go on? You know, the, the, but they just keep doing it. And mm-hmm. I've been expecting that, you know, something at some point is going to hit and, and you know, the, the numbers are going to catch up with them, but it hasn't. I mean, I, I think if they hit a hangover, we're going to see it in February and March because that's where the games will have really accumulated. You'll have played 50 to 60 this year on a, in addition to what you did last year. So if you're going to finally get knocked in the head by having played so many games, that's when it's going to hit you. But right now, I mean, tonight, you know, the Philadelphia game is game 48. And, you know, they're still going strong. So, you know, I don't, I don't know how it's, what's going to change. You know, I think it was easy to overlook the Blues last year because obviously the first half of the year was very bad. And also, a lot of guys didn't have great regular seasons. So you mm-hmm. could look at the team and say, wow, that was that was something. I mean, this team made mm-hmm. a run, which was surprising. And then it kept, kept it going through the postseason, which was surprising. And there were some people reminding us that, hey, they were supposed to be good. They just weren't until, <laughs> until the second half of the year. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't realize until now they do see what this team was supposed to be all yeah. year because you've seen Shen have a good year. You've seen Schwartz have a good year. You've seen Thomas take the step mm-hmm. that everybody knew he could take. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you see a healthy Jay Bomeister all year instead of just this, you know, later in the year. Mm-hmm. And Vince, Vince Dunn, you know, is and, and Petrangelo playing more confidence and, mm-hmm. and a, a different guy, a level of announced Petrangelo that again going back a couple years ago you saw for a while for for a couple months of the year. This is the team, you know, this is yeah. the team that you saw in the playoffs. Uh, this is the team that was supposed to be this this way all last year. Mm-hmm. Now it's playing that way all yeah. this year at least for 48 games. Yeah, I mean, how many guys are going to exceed last year's goal total on this year's team? I mean, you know, a, a bunch of them yeah, are. Yeah. I mean, six, seven, eight, you know, not you know, not just Sammy Blay, but guys are going to just, you know, distance what they did last year. And, you know, obviously not having Tarasenko means there's more goals to be scored by other guys. But just the the level of improvement for all of these guys off of last year. Yeah, this is what, when when people gathered at the Ballpark Village and they had their icebreaker thing last year and they introduced the Blues, the new players and O'Reilly and you know, everybody was there and the fans were going nuts and this is what they thought it was going to be. Right. And, and they didn't get it and it cost Mike Yo his job and now uh, – you know, now they're it's an encore. And repeating as a Stanley Cup champ is is going to be tough. So many factors come into play in the playoffs, but um, 
you know, right now, I mean, the Blues are at, you know, what, 67 points. I think they, you know, they play 500 hockey the rest of the way. They're going to have 100. Yeah, um, yeah. And mm-hmm. you just look at every, look at all over the place, right? Because mm-hmm. last year, Jake Allen died. Well, mm-hmm. uh, he's back. Yeah. Uh, Bennington was not a flash in the pan. He's a pretty good player. You know, mm-hmm. maybe not, maybe not. He was incredibly hot, especially at home last year. But, he, you know, maybe it's tough to match those numbers, but he's a really good goaltender. Justin Falk, a massive upgrade over Joel Edmondson. Joel was very physical, but if you look at his like his giveaways, mm-hmm. uh, some of the the metrics, his defense, he just wasn't that strong of a defensive player. And for a guy mm-hmm. that needed to be at his size and, and with his style of play, and, and Falk edge offense and at least occasional mishap aside, <laughs> will give you better minutes in, in his own zone too with his mm-hmm. uh, sturdy play. So you've upgraded significantly on your blue line. You know, a guy like, uh, you know, Mikola, he's a guy, he's, you put he has to play, he's fine. He's more mm-hmm. than fine. And, and then there's some other guys who are continuing to take steps. It's, um, yeah, I mean, for a minute there, it looked like the race was going to tighten up in the Western Conference, but, mm-hmm. uh, boy, it's opened back up again. Yeah, no, the, the lead is there. They are they are the one team that, you know, when they hit those ga- those pauses and they had the three-game losing streak – but that's they hold it in check, and they're able to turn it back into into the thing that's been all along. They you know for a four game winning streak, they had a seven game win streak, an eight game win streak. Uh, they keep the losses to a minimum, they keep the wins to a maximum, and they uh, they just keep on going. Don't have a they don't have a letdown game like some of these games at home <laughs> uh, could have been easy letdown games, and they've suffered yeah. that in the past because frankly some of these teams coming in aren't that good. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Anaheim, they didn't bring a whole lot in, and mm-hmm. they just kind of routinely stepped on them. Like, okay, let's just get this yeah. over with. Yeah, yeah you it didn't happen. Last good year. for you. All yeah. right. Well, yeah. then we'll just have to, you know, keep coming. Yeah, and, and nothing seems to phase them. You know, you know, give up. Yeah, give up a goal. Okay, we'll we'll go back out there and we'll get nothing. And for a team that you that shouldn't be scoring a lot of goals. I mean, it's not like they create a whole lot of chances. I mean, they they possess the puck, and but when they get chances, they they score on them and they make the most of them. I mean, this doesn't, I don't, I don't look at this team and say, this is a high octane offense team, but it, it is. You well, know? you just look around the league and you see what other teams have on their third line or their fourth line mm-hmm. and how little a lot of teams are getting from mm-hmm. those positions, you know, yeah. or, or they're just not as deep on the blue line. You know, mm-hmm. Toronto has a lot of forwards, but their defensive core just hasn't worked at all. And now they got a couple guys injured. Mm-hmm. That team's kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. And that was supposed to be a team. That's the team everybody was talking about coming into this year, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you just, again, everybody talked about Colorado. They, they got a little more depth up front. Still young on the blue line. Got banged, took some injuries on the blue line. Overcame some of that. Goaltending's been a little uneven. They could still use more in the, the bottom half of their forward wall. And they'll probably mm-hmm. go out and get guys with their cap space. You know, Dallas, same thing, you know, good defensive team, but the, the fall off offensively mm-hmm. and uh, not getting what they were hoping out of Corey mm-hmm. Perry and, and Jamie Ben's not the same guy. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they got a good mobile D and a pretty mm-hmm. good goaltending, but they could use a couple forwards. And yeah. that's the way it is for most teams, except for the Blues, it seems. Yeah. Who do you think ends up second in the division? <laughs> Gosh, you know, if, if Connor Hellebuck, you know, if he can go get hot again, he was really playing well early, earlier this year. And if he can get it going again, and mm-hmm. you know, Little's going to play maybe in another three weeks. Got the perforated eardrum. Mm-hmm. He'll sometime after the break. He'll play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like you know. And despite all the what's left of their blue line, and mm-hmm. maybe Big Buff makes a comeback. I don't know. I mean, 
I don't like Nashville at all. <laughs> you know, and, and Dallas, I, I think that's that's a tightrope walk. And Colorado, mm-hmm. you know, again, the goaltending has been um, – mm-hmm. Grubauer hasn't been consistently good. Ah, yeah, you know, maybe maybe Winnipeg just – if they if they could make a, a change or two on the blue line to get a little mm-hmm. better. But, yeah, they all have flaws, right? And meanwhile, mm-hmm. right now, these guys, except for three or four games here and there, mm-hmm. and then they go on, like I say, seven, eight – they're gone. They're 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 putting distance. So, yeah. well, and the Blues lost to Colorado. It was like, okay, this is you know, Colorado's going to get tighter and they're going to make a race of it in the yeah. in the Central, and and that hasn't happened. And the coach starts breaking up his top line, and here we go. So, well, Gary Harrelson, our senior executive producer, has just come <laughs> in the studio, reminding us that we have now run three and a half, thirty-one and a half minutes. Uh oh. So we're up against it. We know Tom is going to get on with his life and <laughs> uh, get uh, mentally prepared for the return of Michael. Yes. And are you excited to see them back on the bench? Yeah, you know, I'm. You know, Mike was a, was a good guy. You know, we got along fine with Mike. Liked him, and yeah. and it was a it was a, you know, we will go to all of our respective graves wondering what happens if Mike Yo had been the coach of the Blues for another, you know, month. You know, would the team have started to turn around, you yeah. know, on its own because it was so underperforming? Yeah. Would it? Would something happen? And then would. You know, Mike Yo be feeded. Would Mike, you know, Yo be doing Johnny Landoff commercials? And uh, <laughs> you hopefully, know. hopefully more animated. <laughs> but that's another story. Um, uh-huh. Well, that's Tom Timmerman. I'm Jeff Gordon. This has been Net Front Presence. A reminder to uh, check out all of our podcasts on stltoday.com slash podcasts. Also, uh, keep in mind a digital subscription. Uh, you can get a whole year for $99. And a one-year uh, offer. And Seems good to me. Really good user experience with the new layout. Lots and lots of content. Support local journalism. If you're not already doing that, please do. Until next time, I'm Jeff Gordon. That's been Tom Timmerman. See ya. See ya.